So here we are. I've got a camera over here and I've got a microphone in front of my face. And there's this dude over here uh, with glasses and a beard and kind of stylish hair. He looks a little bit like a photographer. So, uh, oh. so I'm going to assume that this is some type of photography based podcast. Is that right? Mysterious photographer looking stranger. That is what the note that was uh, mysteriously slid under my door last night uh, told me. It said, show up to this Zoom link and talk photography. Wow. Okay, yeah. okay. So we might get yeah. to the bottom of this one, uh, but mm -hmm. I think that we're going to have to just uh, come together here and try to figure out how to put together a photography uh, podcast. So probably okay. we're going to maybe want to cover something related to photography. Um, I think it might work well if we did it like in two sections, right? You want to make kind of a longer yeah. podcast? Yeah. So maybe we could do oh, like a like a topic, right? And then like, yeah, yeah. And then maybe and then like a, a news, news story. story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, this could be good. Okay, okay. Well, we're locked in here anyways, right? Like I can't uh, I can't get out of this room. The lights are already on. The, the little red thing is going. So uh, yeah. What do you want to talk about, man? Okay, how about this? I got something. I got something. <laughs> no faith. <So. laughs> <laughs> no. You know what I was about to say? I was literally about to say, so <laughs> the cameras have these shutter buttons, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. See, this is why I cut you off. I knew it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Still snuck it in. Oh, uh, man. Well, what was your uh, favorite cereal as a kid, man? I, I, I ate a lot of uh, a lot of cereals growing up. I don't eat a lot of cereals anymore, but I was wondering, uh, you know, since last time we were talking and we're breaking character now, uh, you know, it's our, it's our photography podcast. I was um, never in a character. Oh, just... okay. Well, I was yeah. doing, I was doing a character. <laughs> oh man. No, there was a note under my, yeah, I, I don't know, man. That okay, was yeah. real? Uh, oh crap, dude. Oh, so you yeah, actually don't, don't know, know who you are or like what's going on. No. Oh, I that's crazy. Just that's kind of crazy. Up. Well, what cereals did you like yeah. as a kid? Uh, I really liked Fruit Loops. Yeah. Mm. Me too, man. I like Fruit Loops. Uh, every once in a while, I would rock those. Um, the ones that kind of like cut up the the roof of your mouth, I would get those every once in a while. The um, uh, Captain the... Captain Crunch. Oh, Captain Crunch. <laughs> yeah, they should have called it Captain Cut Up Your Mouth a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Cut is what they should have called it, not Captain Crunch. Captain Cut, you know? Because when you're yeah. a little kid, too, you got like a softer mouth, you know? It's a little easier to, oh, uh, yeah. it's a lot easier to cut it up. And I also liked, uh, I liked Fruit Loops as well. And I liked that, uh, the one that turned your milk into chocolate milk. What was that? Like Nest oh. Nestle cereal? Ne uh, yeah. yeah, I guess it was just I Nestle. Yeah. I don't Yeah, I think it was just Nestle's chocolate like it was they had the chocolate milk yeah right and of yeah, course yeah, everyone yeah. knows and loves and respects mm -hmm. nestle's chocolate and strawberry milk growing up strawberry of was course. better Ooh, but, i haven't had a strawberry in a while oh man man i had one maybe a that. year back and it was it was a magical experience anyways um yeah, yeah. uh but uh we're not we're not really here to talk about uh, cereal although that was okay. very interesting we're actually here to talk about the business 
of photography. Oh. You know, we've been talking a lot of artsy photography stuff, covering some uh, some great photographers, some great work. Uh, but I think it's about time that we talk business. Uh, so today, to help out uh, any photographers out there who listen to this podcast, we are going, or you know, really any any anybody who's in business or uh, anybody who has ever sold anything to anyone. I think this <laughs> is gonna be an episode. So even if you have to like sell some used DVDs or something, you know, this is gonna be a good episode for you. And we're gonna be talking all about the uh, three different uh, ways that you can price your photography. Uh, but before we do any of that, we're gonna have to cut that intro music uh probably looped it a bunch of times by now but uh <laughs> all the serial talk <laughs> uh, all the serial talk probably had that might be a record of the amount of times we had to loop it maybe four or five times but uh, megan's going to stop that intro music so that we can do the proper intro here are you ready michael oh that didn't sound good so ready man. <laughs> I never have enough room quite. All right, here we go. Yeah. All right. You ready for this one? You got your lighters ready? Uh, yeah, I mean, I can. Okay. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. No, we'll no, imagine. you do that. Yeah? You do Are that. You sure? Yes, because I have to close my door too. You do that. Okay, you're going to close your door. It's for the better sound. I'll warm up. Don't want to give the song away though. There we go. All right, we're good. Michael's fired up. show man i hope you uh, hope you appreciate it but it's just too good it needed a light show it needed it yeah that was a little a little sloppier than expected and oh, uh no, and true <laughs> magical magical it wouldn't As be an always. episode of photography brothers if i didn't play a, a, a campfire version of a song pretty pretty sloppily with some ridiculous photo bros lyrics up. yeah i think up, you eh? froze for a second on oh, that's the okay. uh on the zoom so i talked over you i think you froze oh well <laughs> that's possible we'll just blame the internet for that one all right okay let's talk about the uh three different ways that you can price your photography or uh you know essentially three tiers of photography pricing and uh you'll kind of be able to see 
I think pretty immediately and pretty clearly once we dig into this topic, why it's going to be applicable for your life uh, and for your career as a photographer. But as I said, I think a lot of people uh, will be able to take a lot away from this episode. Uh, and before we dig in there, we're going to talk about a couple of resources. Uh, the one that I think Michael knows a little bit better is a YouTube video and article by, okay, Michael's going to say this guy's name. This one's not hard. You want me to say the resource? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. It is by, let me just remember off the top of my head. You guys have to remember, by... Michael doesn't know who he is anymore, and he's I do. <laughs> really in a rush. <laughs> I, I forget things two seconds. Okay, <laughs> Walid, 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 Walid Azami. Walid Azami. And he's, yeah, uh, he's here to tell everybody uh, how to price their photography. Uh, and he talks a lot about the three-tiered um, pricing system. Uh, another really cool video that I found is by another guy on YouTube, really weird name for a channel, uh, but Cole's Classroom. And uh, the video is called How to Create Photography Packages. Well, the real name's a little bit longer than that, but I don't wanna say it, so that's how I'm gonna shorten it to that, so. <laughs> so uh, both of these guys essentially are going after the same topic, and uh, it's gonna be the same topic that Michael and I are going to discuss here. Uh, essentially that three tiered uh, way of pricing photography where you have like a cheaper, uh, we'll call it like an entry level option uh, and then a middle option. And then what we're going to call the Lux option, right? That's uh, rich, the rich people option, uh, the best option, you know, for those richos out there. Uh, and yeah, we'll just kind of look at um, these two, uh, these two gentlemen kind of look at their angle on the whole thing and uh, kind of see where we stand. And maybe it'll be uh, you know, with one one guy or the other, or uh, maybe both of them have something to say. Uh, spoilers, I think that Waleed is a bit whack, and I think some of the stuff he's saying is whack, and I think he's a joker, but... <laughs> Are you... <laughs> All right. <laughs> See, I told you, we were going to bring some, <laughs> some conflict <laughs> to the podcast. Okay, so uh, so here we go. Uh, maybe a good place to start, Michael. Do you um, have any type of three-tiered uh, pricing when it comes to your photography? Is this something that you do for your photography work? Yes, but it's a little different. It's actually quite different. So the way that I had been doing it and uh, actually through consuming some of these resources, I'm starting to reconsider is... Um, I actually had a three tier system that was for internal use only. Okay. And so it wow. was more of like, um, you know, it was less of a, of an options thing and more of like, uh, you know, making a read, asking some questions and then understanding, you know, what they want and we're looking for. And then, mm -hmm. and also understanding kind of what their budget looked like and, um, and kind of going from there. So it was more of a strategic internal thing, whereas these are a bit more, you know, customer facing. So it's been, it's, it was interesting to, to kind of see it used that way. That is really interesting, man. Yeah, and uh, 
I mean, according to this, you're definitely not taking advantage of the the fact that if you do make it uh, a public thing, you know, kind of how that gets your customers thinking, how yeah. it kind of uh, each one of those tiers sort of plays off the other one. I mean, I think in, in both of these videos, right, um, that it's a bit overstated how much that really affects the client and like their thought process and kind of like their, you know, uh, like buying journey or whatever you want to call it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, to, to the extent that these breaking down, um, your photography packages into, you know, three different tiers is really going to like, sell itself like these guys but they say it both in both videos they say these packages will sell itself i'm like i don't know that might be <laughs> a little bit overstated but we'll get into it um i actually do use um some sometimes for some of my clients and like for particular things that i do a lot i do have like a three-tiered package um the perfect example is for my like real estate listing work Right. So okay. I have uh, like if you want to. So let's say that you're like a real estate agent. Right. Like uh, this would be really good if a real estate agent was listening to the podcast right now. I can't <laughs> so this is how it goes down. So this if you guys ever want to hear what a, a sale, a sales call with, uh, with with Jared sounds like it sounds like this. It sounds like this, Michael. So, Michael, you realtor, you realtor, Michael. So, OK, you I'm, Michael I'm a Costa, tell he's me a, he's a realtor. <laughs> All right, I'm a realtor. Tell me about your services. How what are the costs or how do how do you have it structured? How Tell do I have it. it structured, right? That's a good. Yeah, what are the costs? How much is it going to cost me, dude, to get this mm -hmm, mm -hmm. my property? And uh and I would say, well, you know what? How do you want to uh how do you want to list this property? How do you want to show the property? Do you think that this is the type of property that you're going to be able to sell just with photos or are you going to need a listing video? Or are you going to need both? Right. And that's kind of the, the three tiered thing with me is that like you could get just photos if you want. That would be a certain price around like 300. Uh, if you want the video only, you know, that's going to be around like 600. And this is all based around like a condo in Toronto about like, you know, less than a thousand square feet in like downtown Toronto, something like that. Right. Um, so if anyone tries to call me on these, <laughs> well, you said <laughs> for their mansion, you said you'd shoot on the podcast. You said you'd be shooting mansions. All right. So if it's a mansion, it's going to be different guys. But, uh, right. yeah. And then if you need, uh, the photo and video package, uh, I usually do that for around like 800, right? So you save a bit on the photos. Um, you're getting beautiful HDR, uh, photography and, uh, beautiful video, uh, kind of property tour that's going to help you sell your property. Right. And this is like, uh, had a really good track record of success, like selling the, the property for a good price and, and, um, you know, selling it within a, a, a good time frame, considering the market and all of that. Like usually it's within a week or, you know, those are the ones that I like to talk about, you know, the ones where it was like sold in three days, sold in a week, which does happen uh, pretty often, luckily. So, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. just to give you guys one idea, um, one of the reasons why you might want to make it public, like the fact that you have a three tiered system uh, is to like play off of people's psychology. Right. So maybe Michael is like reconsidering now uh, what he's doing. As I said, it's a little bit overstated, but I do think that there is something uh, at play there, um, you know, getting people to 
they think about working with you, right? And then it's not just like a binary thing of like, am I going to work with this person or not? But you kind of give them somewhere else to go with their mind, right? Like right. now it's an, it can become like, okay, you're kind of, you know, framing the discussion, framing how they're thinking about it. Instead of thinking like, am I going to work with Michael Costa or not? They can be thinking like, okay, how am I going to work with Michael Costa? Or, you know, this is yeah. a cheap option to work with Michael Costa. Oh, maybe I should get the more expensive option. Oh, it's not that much more for like the luxe option. Okay, I'm going to go with that, right? So yeah, making those things public can be important. And, uh, you know, there's a perfect many many examples like i can think of tons off the top of my head like if this thing didn't work companies wouldn't do it right so in yeah. uh waleed's video he talks about um what there's there's a a company that he mentions michael a product Apple. that he mentions yeah 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 do you want to go into that a little bit and how that's like a, a good example of this like three-tiered system yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I think it was interesting when he when he you know referenced Apple's strategy with the iPhone. Uh, for sure. Um, you know, basically the way he summed it up was you know you have the very affordable option. Um, you know, it's kind of that entry level. Get them invested in their ecosystem. It's kind of got a lot of functionality stripped back, but it's still operational. Still works. It's still the iPhone that um, you know at the core at the base people love. Um, and then you get into the standard uh, iPhone and that that's, you know, at a higher tier, you get an extra camera, especially looking yeah. at, um, you know, the options now with the 11 and, and the 12s, you have that extra camera. Quite a bit then, more expensive. Of course, quite a bit more expensive, some more functionality. And then there's the Pro where, of course, you know, you get even more uh, you know, uh, especially camera technology, or the it's Pro crazy Max, durable right? That's the highest. or the pro max. There's that as well. Um, and so, you know, what's interesting is the difference between the, you know, the two higher options are not, are not much is uh, when, in, when talking about pricing, we're talking yeah. about cost. And so, um, you know, basically we talks about and refers to Apple for is, you know, it, it's interesting because, you know, of course you have the entry level option, but also, you know, when you're making a phone purchasing decision, you're going to think on it for a couple of days or, yeah. or at least, you know, a few weeks. And so, um, when you're going through that and doing your research and thinking about it and, you know, aren't you going to spend that extra hundred dollars, extra couple hundred dollars, if you can already afford that mid tier option and you're going to get so much more functionality out of that top tier it's kind of a no brainer. And that's sort of what he refers to when, uh, when he's talking to the photography tiers as well. For sure. For sure. A little bit manipulative, right. On, uh, yes. uh on Apple's side. Um, but, but nonetheless, uh, a strategy that definitely works. Right. And I'm sure, I'm sure any of us would love to be like, uh, the, the Apple of photographers. Right. So, Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it doesn't just work for them, right? Like there's a reason why this three tiered thing is so popular. Uh, if you've ever tried to use any type of, uh, you know, website service, web hosting service, they all have like basically the same three tiered pricing thing, you know, Squarespace, um, yeah. Shopify. I actually, uh, got, uh, a subscription today to file mail, shout out to file mail. Uh, now I can send files as big as 25 gigabytes. 
Yay. Time to party. That's why me and Michael are partying today on the podcast. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? So, and even there, it had the same thing, you know, like a three or four tiered uh, thing. So it's very popular. Uh, and you might have also uh, another really good example since, I mean, I'm, I don't even know why he didn't use this <laughs> since it's way more photography related uh, than the than the iPhone. Um, I guess he's just an Apple fanboy, uh, Waleed over there. Um, but uh, the the Canon mirrorless line, right? It's something that I thought about immediately. Where you have okay, well, there's the RP, but we're not even going to talk about the RP. Let's just let's just <laughs> RP aside. It, it's not a very good camera, and it ruins my analogy. So, RP, you go stand in the corner. <laughs> okay, but uh, but the R, the R6, and the R5, right? You've got uh, at the low end like a you know serviceable pro-ish camera. You know what I mean for like twenty three hundred dollars, uh, and then at the high end with the R5, like a five grand, uh, and then you know with your middle option there at about like thirty five hundred bucks for the Canon R. So kind of uh, you know just another another place where it's where it's uh, being applied and uh, and definitely working, right? Like Canon is yeah. doing really well and uh, even retaking some ground uh, in terms of mirrorless cameras uh, from Sony. So, you know, very, uh, very interesting stuff there. Uh, and just a few more examples. I mean, we talked about like the, the psychological aspect of it, right? Like the fact that you're gonna get people kind of thinking about like, it's giving them options, right? We talked about that. It's also yeah. like getting people in your camp in the first place. We talked about that, right? Whereas like if yeah. it, the ultimate thing is that most people who buy an iPhone are going to end up getting that top tier iPhone, right? But they wouldn't immediately if someone was like, yo, you're going to have to spend 2000 bucks or 3000 on a phone. You wouldn't immediately be like, I'm going to do that or even like consider it. Right. But once they get you in thinking about that, like thousand dollar phone, I don't know how much iPhones cost. Very, <laughs> very, <laughs> but um, yeah, once they get you like a thinking mortgage. about it, at like, a mortgage <laughs> as much as a house, you get a house or an iPhone. Most people mm. go with the iPhone. The iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? Like they, they get you entertaining the idea of, uh, you know, and it could be the same with um, your photography services, right? If you price yeah. it, if you price yourself too high and you only have one package, uh, you kind of risk not having people even consider you as an option in the first place. I guess that's kind of the takeaway here, right? So, uh, and you know, it's uh, it's an opportunity to gain new clients, right? If people are, are just coming in, um, you know, maybe they don't, know you maybe they don't know your work that well sure they can check out your portfolio but like that doesn't really say whether or not the relationship is going to work or or you know whether or not they're going to be impressed with your work so that can be a really good thing you know you can start uh on kind of a lower tier and work your way up you know kind of uh try to impress the client in that way i mean that's one argument <laughs> how well that works in practice is another thing right yeah it's very interesting uh, and I love hearing about this stuff in, you know, the context of photography in, in art uh, or not, you know, uh, in creative because it's uh, it's not something you see as, as frequently in that space when it comes to like a freelancer pricing out his work. Um, you know, sometimes you go to a site, often you go to a site and it's like, here's my number, call me or, you know, fill out this contact form and um, mm -hmm. there's something very interesting about also taking away that um, almost like anxiety that comes with having to discuss costing 
mm-hmm. that is now taken away because you've listed it all out there, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they can mm-hmm. go go in back and forth, pop into that site once once a, a week or a couple of weeks, and really think about it, and um, and not have to worry about like, oh man, I'm gonna have to reach out to this person, and then I'm gonna have to negotiate pricing, yeah, or like talk about pricing. It it's it's stressful, and it also like, and you you kind of touched on this earlier. You know, from the creative's perspective, it's awesome to not have to think about pricing, to just, you know, it's it's structured, it's out there, whatever you select is whatever we're doing. Mm-hmm. And of course, there's going to be some flexibility, especially with reoccurring clients, but it's it, it takes a lot of the um, anxiety out of both sides. Um, and uh, it, it's very interesting for that reason too. And I was just thinking about that right now and, uh, it, it, it's there's a lot of value that sure. it brings i guess yeah yeah again you know it's not it's not for everybody and it's not uh, a foolproof strategy and like i said at the beginning like it's not uh just because you you know have a public three-tiered uh thing on your website that like all like if, if you got a website right now and you go put those prices in three tiers then like tomorrow 10 new clients are gonna call you <laughs> like hey this is uh I don't know. Lululemon. We, Hey, <laughs> you know, Coca-Cola yeah. here, Michael Costa. <laughs> What's up? Oh man. You know what I mean? We dream, saw your tears, client, bro. Yeah. We saw you had three tears. <laughs> the, uh, the other thing I was, the last thing I wanted to say here was that, you know, and this is something that you kind of touched on near the beginning of this topic is yeah. that, um, it is greatly going to depend on what you're doing, like on what you're capturing and, yeah. and you really understanding that space. I mean, Jared was referring to obviously, you know, a portion of his work is tied to real estate. And yeah. so him having that knowledge and understanding, you know, you know, what's important to those individuals um, and then framing out those packages, those packages, you know, accordingly is very, very important. So, um, you know, I think there's, although it's, it's, you know, there's a systematic thing that you can do there. I wouldn't say like, you know, it's, it's, if you're shooting multiple types of photography or, or you have uh, multiple different, uh, you know, uh, deliverables, um, that you can give photo video, maybe you do graphics as well. Um, I know somebody who does, who does all of that, you know, and he's on the show right here. So <laughs> you got to, uh, it's not like one, uh, one group of, of options applies to all it's it's uh, it's really going to be relevant to the specific spots and in, in, in industries yeah for sure for sure before we uh get into the news story here we've got a very exciting news story one that uh is going to be another one we're, we're we're throwing them out there for our, our uh, dslr heads you know we, we like to do like to do something for you dslr boys and girls out there so um <laughs> Michael again as uh, not not just an investor in mirrorless cameras, but he's upgraded within mirrorless cameras. So like this guy is just mm-hmm. like doubling down, and he's one, he's definitely one of those people. It's just like if he sees you using a DSLR, he will like publicly scorn you. So we're a new. No, oh I'm, just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He never would. He never would. <laughs> even if you were even if you were shooting on like the crappiest like Nikon from 2004 Michael Costa would follow you on Instagram. Right. So hundred percent. We're, yeah. we're not trying to uh, exclude anybody here. Um, but before we get into that, I just want to talk about a few things. Uh, I really think that we can 
uh, leave people better served if we kind of, you know, we talked a little bit about my opinion. We talked a little bit about your opinion, kind of, yeah. you know, gave some examples, which is really cool. Like, you know, pretty concrete examples of, you know, how, how we, uh, do business, you know, in, in our respective, uh, photography and videography, uh, you know, creative service, whatever it is, businesses, you know, kind of how we like to, how we like to do it, how we like to price things. Uh, mm -hmm. I think we have to talk a little bit here about some of the, you know, uh, costs and benefits of each one of these tiers, right? Because you're going to have to decide which one of these tiers, and you can do this with the pricing, right? This is kind of like the whole point of this is that you basically with your pricing, you funnel people towards a specific thing, right? So we were talking about how you can, uh, like Apple strategy is to funnel people towards that like highest purchase, right? Just yeah. like get that uh, pro max, you know, you might as well, the way it's priced. Uh, I actually think it's better to go for uh, the middle ground, uh, which is something that uh, Cole in, in his video um, really advocates as well. like pushing people towards that middle ground. Uh, that's going to be like the most consistent way for you to, you know, build a business. Um, <laughs> Waleed is kind of all over the place. He's kind of like, yeah, you know, the first one is great. And then the middle one's great. <laughs> and the, you sell that Lux one. That's great. And I'm like, dude, I don't know, man. I don't know how he did. Much he did have the middle tier iPhone. He did have the yeah. middle tier iPhone. Oh, you yeah. took it in, eh? You noticed that? Yeah, All yeah. right. All right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think with uh, with entry level, like with that cheapest package, I don't think you really, to me, and Michael, feel free to like jump in here. Uh, but to me, I don't find, and I've done it. I've done like those shoots, like $200 or $300 shoots. Oh, yeah. It can be consistent work and you can obviously book a lot of it and it doesn't take a lot of confidence or a lot of like sales skill or like marketing or like really planning or anything to book stuff like that because you know it's 200 bucks right like it doesn't take that much convincing to get someone to give you 200 bucks you know what i mean um mm -hmm. but i think the the type of clientele um that you end up with a lot of the time if you if you you know try to do a lot of shoots like that they're not really going to value you that much right that's like one one big part of it uh if you're booking a whole bunch of these small shoots you have to consider like the opportunity costs and just the fact that you're going to be like running all over the city right like those ubers and everything like the, or whatever you know gas money things like that it, it adds up it adds up pretty quick so just be careful with that right like trying to do tons and tons of shoots and just like doing them cheap you know three four photos or short videos and you know you can do a lot of them but you're gonna burn yourself out i think right and uh, it's also going to be difficult to upsell those people you know like to get them they they get into the organization but it it, it can be very easily overstated how simple it is to just be like yeah you remember last week when the shoots were this much <laughs> right like we were doing it for three guess what now they five you know what i mean like that's really hard to to do you can do it um but it's it's not always easy right uh you know so there's there's those mm -hmm. things to consider um with the middle tier uh this is what i think uh the money tier is but before i get into that like is there any do you kind of agree with that about like the lowest tier or or are you kind of saying something else yeah, I think it's it it all depends. I think it it's how you structure it out. Um yeah. I think, you know, uh, I don't I don't know how to word it. But basically, you know, I think if you are if it's more so like a pushover kind of thing, like it's kind of like what you're saying, right? It's like yeah. 
you know, it, it's, it's tied back to that anxiety I was talking about earlier and in like not, you know, having that self-worth and, yeah. and, um, you know, you're going to continue to get pushed over as well. Oh, can you stay an extra hour? Oh, can you, you yeah, know, can you yeah. just give me a few extra photos or whatever? And, and, and people start to push you over. And so I think if there's a really structured approach to it and maybe, you know, if that, that bare minimum is something where you're comfortable with it, um, maybe, maybe it's okay. I think it all depends on, um, on, yeah, how much you're willing, what is the lowest amount you're willing to make for a certain, a set amount of deliverables. Yeah. And then, um, you know, how, how, you know, maybe how you want to work that client afterwards. And, and if you have ideas for them to, to pitch them towards some of the higher tiers, you know, there's, there, yeah. there's certain ways you can do it probably, but yeah, but yeah, it no, can, for sure. You don't want to be a pushover. It can be, it can be a strategy. Uh, but as we discussed, like, so can working for free and <laughs> at a certain yeah. point, I mean, yeah. if, you're, if you're charging 200 bucks a shoot, you know, you still have to like jump in the Uber or whatever and get down there, you know, that's still going to cost you like maybe 20, 30 bucks. <laughs> yeah you know 40 bucks you're not walking away with much right you might sometimes you might as well work for free <laughs> so yeah i don't really love the the low tier but the the mid tier is really is really where i found my sweet spot that's where i make my bread and butter i find uh that's where you can make like the most impact right um you know with people who are kind of willing to shell out that budget in like the mid range uh usually they're like a smaller uh, you know, for me, like a, a, a realtor, that's not like a huge team or, you know, like somebody who is, I can make an impact on their business. Right. Like if I come in yeah. and I'm doing really great work, um, there's there's impact there. There's like easily uh, justifiable, like return on investment where I can say like, hey, we made this video that had like such and such an impact on your business. You made such and such money. Right. Mm -hmm. And like the, the relationship building is just so much stronger there to me. Right. Um, you know, usually there is one decision maker as well. That's like a huge reason why I work in real estate and why I kind of uh, you know, work around people who have that type of budget, right? Uh, if yeah. I was going for something that was just like ridiculously expensive, then, you know, it might be a little bit, uh, might be a little bit harder to build that relationship, you know, especially if there's a whole bunch of people, like a bigger team and there's lots of different decision makers and things like that. It, it just gets harder to manage, right? So you have to, you have to consider those things. Although even at the middle tier, like I said, at the low tier, like you're going to be hustling, right? And uh, the middle tier isn't really that much different. You're, you're still going to be working hard and uh, you will be looking at those high, higher tier people, trust me, and being like, yo, they're not really working that hard, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, do you kind of agree with, with that or uh, you kind of feeling something a little bit different about yeah, the, no, I the agree middle with tier? That. Yeah, I think yeah. the middle tier is, is probably the the most ideal i i like um i mean even you know the way he painted it i mean he the walid that is mm. um he was a bit you know he over exaggerated a little bit on on you know the deliverables and the price oh, the and, truth is coming out about Walid yeah. now okay well you know he's got an iphone dude so i thought cool you're walid forever what i am walid forever oh, okay. i'm just saying i'm just saying you he he embellished yeah. a little bit to prove a yeah. point yeah if um, walid's gonna stay great He's going to need, you know, those those people in his own camp bringing that criticism, bringing that that light. Right. This is so right. This is right. Yeah. Very important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 You know, he's if walking you... up to the ring. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. I'm handing him the water bottle, yeah, the sweat right. towel. 
you know, we're getting ready to go. Yeah. You're you're with Cole over there, and, right. we're, we're and I'm with Cole ready to go. Here. Me and Cole, we're oiling up our muscles. Me and Cole. <laughs> the sound was trash in his video, by the way. Cole, fix your. Yeah, I wasn't. It was, I, I mean, how much advice do you want to take from this guy? I, I mean, the audio, <laughs> the way. The I don't know. Right? I don't yeah, know. But I don't know. but uh, you know, the whole point I wanted to get to there was really just like, you know, again, a little over embellished, but you know, option two was six photos for a hundred dollars less than the top tier, which Mm -hmm. had like double the deliverables. Mm -hmm. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, if someone purchases that middle tier and it's similarly structured, obviously less embellished, but you know, you get to make a very similar amount of money on less work then that is always nice. Yeah. 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 But you still, like I said, you'll be looking at those people in the, in the deluxe tier and you'll be like, yo, these guys aren't working that hard. So, you know, if you do want to go after those more luxury, uh, clients, the, the pay is going to be great. Um, there will be a little bit less work, right. Uh, but you will be dealing with bigger organizations. Uh, in a lot of cases that means like more time, like doing meetings and other stuff that's not photography. Right. And, uh, you know, you're going to have a little bit less creative freedom as well, especially if you're working with a corporation. That's not really what we're talking about here, but that's like the least <laughs> kind of the way it works in my experience is the bigger the organization, uh, like the, the less, uh, creative control you have is, is pretty much how it tends yeah. to go down. Um, so just be, uh, you know, looking out for that. And, uh, also with like more money comes more waiting, right? That's always a thing. Yeah. Uh, at least in my experience, those bigger checks, they always take longer to, uh, to show up. So just, uh, I mean, hopefully people don't pay you with a check. That was more of a, <laughs> <laughs> U of T paid me with a check before though. Shout out to U of T. Wow. Mm, okay. Man. Did they fax you the receipt? Uh, (laughs) they actually, um, they sent a, um, they had a guy with a Frisbee and he threw it up into my balcony. Uh, Yes. Okay. And he he had like an, he had like a, uh, pirate hats on, a pirate hat on and uh, a pirate hat, pirate, pirate costume. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pirate, Any particular reason why pirate, a- pirate frisbee? Uh, it's an it's the really big craze at U of T right now. It's kind of like ultimate frisbee, but with pirates. So. Oh. Um, okay. Yeah. I'll take your yeah. word for it. Yeah yeah. 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 Yep. And it's also like uh, it's like a role playing game. Like you know how people do that. Like um, um, what do you call that? Le- um, lamp. <laughs> Lamping? yeah yeah no what's it called is that what yeah i know called? what you're talking about it, yeah. it's not lamping what's it called? but it's like <laughs> um it's, oh it's, man this uh, is good podcasting <laughs> this is interesting podcasting i think playing uh larping not larping 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 is it larping it's larping <laughs> i bet you were i'm wrong i don't, I don't think that's no, right. larping sounds right larping sounds very right that sounds like what it is anyways <laughs> we're going with larping so as i was thinking about all this stuff today you know michael like i was thinking about uh all the different ways that you can price your photography all the different uh kind of tiers you know if you want to use the three-tiered system if you mm-hmm. want to bundle things like i do with my real estate listing packages you know i think the 
the easiest way for me to understand it uh, was pretty much like this, buddy. So I think I'll leave everybody with this and then uh, we're going to get into the news. So uh, let me ask you this, Michael. What uh, what fast food place do you go to the most often when you're when you're craving a burger, a dirty burger mm. and some dirty fries? You know, Ooh. you know, you know what you're doing. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know that this isn't quinoa. This ain't no gourmet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, going to McDonald's, man. Yeah, this is McDonald's. Yeah. Okay. It's McDonald's. So, yeah. so you walk into McDonald's, right? And you're thinking, you know, maybe I'll get a burger, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of what brought you in, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Burger. And then the guy, he's there, right? He's he's probably an amazing salesman if he works at McDonald's, right? So he's like, <laughs> yeah. my friend, my friend, let me tell you something. That burger that you're buying there, what if I told you? If you got fries and a drink, those fries are going to be cheaper than they would if you didn't buy it as a combo, and that drink's going to be cheaper. Like, if you came in here, and you, like, got that drink, and then you came back later and got that burger, and then you came back again and got them fries, that would be an outrageous choice. So what you need to do, get that combo. You're selling more fries. You're selling more Cokes. You're selling more burgers. You're making more money overall and that's why uh mcdonald's has been very successful right and uh i mean not not my personal uh favorite thing uh but i think it does help uh everybody understand things a little bit a little bit better right michael yeah man yeah 100 percent. Uh, yeah it totally makes sense but i can't i can't uh respect uh i can't respect mcdonald's anymore man not after not after what they did to my family man Elvisaurus Rex. Do you know what they did to Elvisaurus Rex? My brother, Elvisaurus. Your, your brother, Elvisaurus Rex? Yeah, dude. Elvisaurus okay. Rex. They took him out of McDonald's, first of all. He was li- he was living in there. He was rocking out, first of all, with his Flying V guitar, jet-powered one. And now, you won't even know where Elvisaurus Rex is. He's in some, some frickin' storage locker somewhere, dog. So, you know. We'll talk yeah. about it. We'll talk about it on a future episode yeah. of the podcast. We'll talk about it. But uh, anyway, shame okay. on you. Shame on you, McDonald's. Man. Shame on you. Shame on you for what you did to Elvisaurus Rex. So poor. Anyways. Yeah. Poor uh, before I before I get too upset though, <laughs> people are gonna. Everyone's turned off the podcast and they're looking up Elvisaurus <laughs> and they're ter- looking up Elvisaurus Rex. Jer- listen, Jared. This is just for you and me at this point. <laughs> All right, well, for me and Michael, let's get into the news. All right, let's do it. Jerry, we got a news story here, man. All right, dude. All right, let's get into our news story for today. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So I can tell you're excited about this news story. So um, I am too. Uh, I gotta say, man, I'm excited to talk about it on the fence when it comes to it you know what i mean okay you know what i mean okay. uh and that is because and as you have suggested earlier in the show we're talking about mirrorless cameras we're talking about you know whether or not these guys are worth it and and really what we're doing is referencing the writer of a Petapixel article, who is also a Woo! professional portrait and fashion photographer based out of Budapest, Hungary. Please take me there. 
Um, and, uh, you know, basically Ilya is talking about why he has zero interest in moving to mirrorless and he has some interesting points here. And I think Jared might be able to relate to a few of them. Um, but I wanted to start off by reading the first two short paragraphs and then we're going to branch off from there and pull points in. So Ilya says... Mirrorless, mirrorless, ah, the joys of mirrorless. Isn't it better than DSLRs in every way possible? It may be, but honestly, I couldn't care less. While that may sound egotistical, egoistical is the word that he wrote, the reason <laughs> I don't care is that I'm not upgrading to mirrorless anytime soon. I don't keep up with the camera news while i know that a canon eos r3 is coming soon i don't look at the spec sheet nor do i intend to unless i'm reviewing it for some of you this may sound stupidly ignorant ignorant it is but stupid no so there's a little bit of a, a tone check you know kind of <laughs> uh to get an idea of uh you know vibe wise uh, where this guy's at and kind of the, the article and how it was written but um, really interesting now what I wanted to do is open up by asking you Jared um, you know how nice how nice of you yeah asking you <laughs> a question as a DSLR shooter yourself yes, why do you think some people may be hesitant to make the switch yeah, well, you know, I relate to Ilya quite a bit, you know, as uh, reading through this article and, you know, I never had mm. the experience of anybody making fun of me for having a DSLR, <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, uh, you know, I do, I do get a bit of that mirrorless envy every once in a while. And you know what, like it, it is obviously a little bit of hype and stuff like yes. that, right? And, and, and it is marketing, yeah. right? And obviously these camera companies, they're trying to push their mirrorless line you know, that's where they're putting their R&D and stuff like that. So obviously they they want you to go that route. Um, for me, it's just not worth it yet, right? And even, even though I do a lot of video work, you know, I even mm -hmm. do predominantly video work. Um, mm -hmm. I've found that sticking with my DSLR, uh, my Canon 6D Mark II, that's my workhorse that's what i'm shooting on right now i just mm -hmm. find that for the type of work that i do uh it suits me very well and to be honest having a more expensive camera i, <laughs> I uh as we're talking about i do a lot of real estate stuff um and uh, i do a bit of restaurant stuff as well right and on the real estate side sometimes it's even like more hgtv type of things right so picture like house demos and you're walking around on planks with the gimbal and you could like fall through the floor right <laughs> or i'm in the kitchen and there's like a bunch of people moving around and i'm like holding uh you know i've got like two cameras and my other buddy's got another camera over there and we just don't want to drop the cameras you know yeah and then uh, the other type of work that i do a lot other than real estate is shooting in kitchens lately like shooting for restaurants 
And uh, yeah, just another scenario where it, I might break my camera. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, uh, you know, if I upgrade, I'd have to get uh, camera insurance or something like that. Um, that would be another cost. There's also a bunch more costs, right? As, from my perspective, like just to let everybody know like why I haven't gone out and upgraded. Like I just don't think that I'm gonna make more money by doing so. And the fact is that, you know, the costs go above and beyond that initial purchase of a new camera, right? That's just the facts. And, you know, you're going to have to pay. The lenses are going to be more expensive. There's less availability yeah. of used lenses. Uh, you know, if you're shooting in 4K or 8K, you need a better computer <laughs> to, uh, yeah. you know, to store, uh, be able to handle uh, those types of files, like to be able to edit, you know, 4K files. Uh, and you need like more storage, right? So whether that's like investing in a bigger hard drive or, you know, cloud storage, there's all of that. And then all of the costs associated with like learning a new system as well, right? Especially if you're going, you know, to a whole new brand, but even if you are just going from like DSLR to mirrorless, uh, if you're a professional professional shooter and you know, you're shooting like every week, uh, having to bring a new camera uh, on board in the middle of your busy schedule, <laughs> you, you know, it can be hard to justify, so. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I think there are, there are a lot of added costs and you bring up a good point. I mean, one that uh, he didn't touch on in, in too much detail was, yeah, like the lens, the lens system is completely different. I mean, you go from A mount to E mount. You go from, um, of course, the uh, the EF to whatever the the mirrorless end. They have their own mount there, RF, RF, and then Nikon has. Who cares about Nikon? But there's uh, no matter what you are. Uh, you have to make a big investment. If you've already invested quite a bit, then there's a whole like process of selling off your stuff yeah. or you're you're purchasing some sort of adapter that that is never going to focus as fast as like just straight on glass on camera so it's uh yeah i mean there's definitely compromises that need to be made and you know uh basically you know what what jared's you know saying here is like it needs to really make sense for you and and uh you know there needs to be a return and that is a lot of what Ilya is talking to here as well um you know really he literally asks you know like will upgrading make me more money yeah um you know that's a question that he asks himself before every um you know every, every time he's thinking about making a transition and it's a good question to ask i think um you know purely from a photography perspective the specs are not mind-blowing and he talks to this as well there's there's nothing that's truly crazy uh innovative going from you know a top tier dslr to you know, like an A7 III or true. Um, yeah. an A7 uh, S3 most, or whatever. You most know, those, of the advantages are video related more than photography. Most of them are. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, th for sure, there have been some very strong autofocus upgrades. Um, and, and so there's that, of course, um, you know, and, and further innovation will, will probably happen more so on the mirrorless side, just like, you know, when in cars, you know, like you, um, you know, you're not going to see uh, internal combustion engine vehicles in 10 hmm. years be autonomous. You're going to see electric vehicles be autonomous because right, that's where right. the R and D is. That's where the future's going. And so uh, when you talk about that kind of stuff, it, you know, maybe it makes more sense to wait off a little bit. Maybe Jared's got the right idea. He's wa waiting for an autonomous camera to do all the photos. <laughs> it takes um, photos for me, dude. That'd be for nice. you. Then I can exactly. take a day off finally. <laughs> 
now, yeah, just just like Ilya, uh, I'll upgrade when it makes financial sense. And uh, yeah. I really, I really liked um, the way that he, you know, gave very concrete uh, hurdles, right, or very concrete benchmarks of when that does make sense. And it's essentially like when the tables have turned, right? When like the uh, the used market is better for you know these uh you know mirrorless mount lenses uh when older models of dslr stop being supported in terms of like uh updating the firmware and things like that right and yeah just when it starts when when that when that question gets answered the right way mm -hmm. will this make me more money right when i bought yeah. a gimbal like it was a thousand bucks for my ronin you know but I've made that money back and like in tenfold at least like in more than that. So, you know, mm -hmm. cer certain things are worth it and uh, and certain things aren't. And just like uh, this whole mirrorless thing. I mean, yeah, it's probably the future. And Ilya even admits, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, I think like largely it's going to be very hard for people who are very invested in in a DSLR body and lens system to, to switch over. I think if you are somebody who is maybe, you know, you got a single body, maybe you got one lens, maybe it's a plastic, fantastic, great lens, miss it. Um, also RIP to my previous plastic, fantastic. Um, you know, it's gonna be a little easier. You can make that transition. There's less of a process. Um, and the other part as well is, um, you know, the learning curve uh, that we have to talk about here as well as Ilya does. So yeah. um, I want to talk about, uh, I really want to highlight this piece because there is familiarity is quite a key factor uh, in, in your day-to-day -day, you know, capturing and when you're on, you know, on set shooting your gigs, um, you want to know where you have to go to change that setting to do that thing. You want to know how it's going to affect the rest of your settings and how the images are going to come out. And so, you know, when you're upgrading uh, when you're switching over in general, you know, from a Canon to a so Nikon or to a whatever, there's a learning curve there and that's going to affect you. But especially, you know, when you're moving from even within the same, uh, you know, the same uh, camera body manufacturer to their mirrorless mount, there's a lot of things changing. There are, you know, they try to make things feel fairly similar, but things are in different places. Those the body buttons are in different places, man. Buttons, buttons are in, in different, different places. places. Yeah, you're hitting one button. Next thing you know, you're shooting black and white. You have no idea <laughs> what is going on you hit all one, of a sudden. Next thing you know, your lens is shot off. <laughs> Boo! Yeah, liter you're literally shooting photos. Yeah, um, exactly. And uh, that's pretty, pretty incredible. But that is something that needs to come into play because the more familiar, more familiar you are with your tool, the more effective you can be with it. And so I did like that they brought that up. So, you know, of course, they're, we're talking about money and, and like, you know, is this thing going to make me money? Well, actually, you could lose a little bit of money when you're making that transition if opportunities come up. And there's a little bit of a, you know, a lack of familiarity, especially if you're jumping from Canon, maybe yeah, a, a Canon DSLR, brand. maybe Jared totally jumps different. over to, to shoot mirrorless Sony. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's going to be, be all the day. over the place. Won't that be the day? Yeah, you'll know? do it. You'll do it. I'm going to work on it. That's my, that's my little personal project. But, you know, there's, of course, a, like almost like a decommissioning period <laughs> that happens there. And, um, you know, you kind of got to figure it all out. And, and so 
there's that element to it as well. And of course, the last part, which is actually the first part of the article, but I left it for last just because it seemed more bitterness driven, was the overhyped thing. Okay. And yeah. also, yeah, I didn't like how he called out Sony shooters. Okay. So I'm going to get to that in just a second. Okay. Mr. Ilya. He, he wrote uh, in there. Michael Costa specifically, he says. He wrote, yeah, he yeah. wrote my name. Which I yeah, he, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, even being a mirrorless shooter myself, and especially being under the Sony brand, there's, there is a little bit, to, you know, a little bit of hype, you know, maybe, maybe too much hype. Okay. And, um, you know, especially with what we're talking about during this whole news topic here, we're talking about, you know, a lot of the functionality being similar, especially if you're more so of a photography guy or gal, um, you know, it's not really going to blow your socks off depending on what you're doing. And so, yeah, it is pretty overhyped. And it, like Jared mentioned earlier, Ilya, unfortunately, was laughed, literally laughed at. Uh, I don't know if this was multiple times or one occasion, but in general, it's terrible. Sounds laughed like at for having a like DSLR. Sounds like he's being a bit sensitive. He's a little sensitive. Yeah. A little, you, it was very, uh, a very opinionated article, but, but that brought up some good points, which is of course why we, we wanted to talk about it, but, uh, it was pretty, pretty funny that uh, not necessarily laughing at your pain, Ilya, um, you know, please be on the show episode two fifty six. but, uh, Ilya also referenced, uh, and this is where I need to really pick my battle here. Uh, he said, Sony shooters like to think that their technology that their technologically advanced camera can beat a DSLR in every aspect. It probably can. And I should stop there, but there's more to the quote. It probably can when it comes to video, but I'm a photographer mm. and not a cinematographer. Now, now, here's what I'm going to say. Okay. I've agreed with you a lot, Ilya, during, during this whole news story. Okay. Why the hell? Why, 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 why you gotta call out Sony shooters, man? Why, why you got, why you gotta, why you gotta point a finger, man? That's directly at you know. You gotta go like ah, those guys, not like those guys. You know what I mean? That's like a. I'm reading through this article. I'm like, this guy's a smart guy. Kind of get where personal he's coming from. Attack, Sony shooters. Attack. Yeah. It's a very personal attack. It. Very personal Can't attack. It, but uh, yeah. you know, if Ilya wants to come on the show and explain, you know, explain himself, um, we'd be we'd be happy to have him on for sure for Ooh. sure but uh, this is going to have a, him on for a debate this i think is what to, we're gonna do getting to be a pretty long episode buddy i think we yes. better uh wrap it up i'm feeling like uh getting a roti right now getting Ooh. a butter chicken roti if you guys want a little behind the scenes um nice. but before i do that uh there's a couple couple of uh content creators that i want to let you guys know about and uh we're gonna start rolling that outro music here you know the outro music is coming in we've all had a good time on the podcast but you know all good things must come to an end so here's some and we'll be back next week guys also so don't yeah this don't is not worry. the final episode don't yeah worry. we're good yeah. <laughs> episode Who 20 knows? we only we're like quentin tarantino right how he only is gonna do 10 <laughs> movies have you heard that so we're like doing only 20 quentin tarantino more whoa michael yeah. he's on fire he's on fire quote of the <laughs> podcast um yeah if you want to see michael being on fire uh, in other places, you can check out Michael Costa Music, uh, where Michael Costa is going to be having me as a guest 
to uh, react to some death metal bands. Uh, can't wait. Yeah. Uh, I've been getting, getting the death metal uh, repertoire ready. And uh, something else that you might want to check out um, on Spotify. My costume music is on YouTube if you don't if you don't know. You already do. Um, but uh, the Masha and the Dogs podcast is mm-hmm. uh, a wonderful podcast, which is run by my girlfriend, fiance, uh, concubine, whatever you want to call her. And uh, <laughs> she's been doing a great podcast all about dogs. I recommend that you go and check that out. Uh, before we get out of here, there's a few people that we need to thank. Michael, who would you like to thank? Uh, I'd also like to thank Jared for uh, being here and uh, hosting the show and having a blast, man. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Uh, thank you as well to Michael <laughs> for uh, for being a great co-host. Thank you to Megan for editing this week's yes. podcast. And uh, don't forget to come back here next week. You got to hit that subscribe button. You got to follow the podcast on Spotify Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. Apple Podcasts and uh, look out for our pigeons. They will be all throughout North America. Um, They'll be with their Bose sound uh, speakers and you will be able to hear the podcast there as well. So uh, again, if you see those pigeons, give them a tip and Michael. Throw Frisbee at them. No, no. Oh, I, 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 was, I thought that's how pi- this whole pirate Frisbee game worked. I don't oh, know. No, no, no. Okay. Oh. Okay. We'll see you guys next time. Okay.